Thursday morning, everybody. John and Lance here with you on ESPN 97.5. John Lance and Dell, as a matter of fact. Uh, Dell back in the saddle. For those of you that missed yesterday, RJ has uh, gone back to uh, Jacksonville, and Dell has come back, and boy, he's just so excited. I mean, the love, the excitement level that he brings to this show is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and here we are, and, and it couldn't have gotten more excited, exciting than it was yesterday. After going down, you know, coming back, fighting back, and, and tying it at a six, and then the Rangers come up with three in the top of the seventh, and it looks like, holy crap, well, this is a, a bad start to this series. And then up comes Chaz. And Chaz has been just so unbelievable. It's going to be interesting to see because Altuve's close and Jordan is close. It is going to be interesting to see how how Dusty manages this baseball team, who stays, who goes, what they're going to do, with. as a matter of fact, with the roster. They're going to have to uh, shuffle that. They're going to have to shuffle the lineup. And Chaz McCormick has been – it was it, unbelievable to see. Did you see the stat where be, with Jordan, the offense, and without Jordan, Lance? Yeah, I did. I saw it. They came out yesterday. I think – who had it? Was it uh... – well, It was AT&T. They put it up. Oh, the then game. I saw somebody tweet it that had it also. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. AT&T put it up during the game. Um, it It is interesting. They're a better hitting team without Jordan. Now, a lot of that had to do with Abreu being as bad as he was, right? Uh, right. The slow starts by more, more than a few guys. Without Altuve in the lineup for a lot of the time that Jordan was there. With Abreu being just horrible. Bregman off to a slow start as well. Your best hitters on the team when Jordan was there from, for the most part were probably Dubon and, and Corey Jolks. So they've cooled off markedly. Jake Myers is a disaster at the plate right now. Maldonado is Maldonado and continues to be Maldonado. Yet the Astros have been much better in large part because of the way Kyle Tucker and Chaz McCormick have been hitting. And Bregman has certainly added to the um, to the OP to the OPS because of his on base. Well, and Yiner Diaz, I mean, he's he's actually gets you know, the the departure of Jordan due to injury really opened up a lot more ABs for Yiner Diaz. Absolutely, absolutely, and look what he did last night. The game winner. I mean, this is—it's not even arguable. You know who should be out there, and it'll be interesting to see. There's two months left in the season, and so getting freaky and getting mad about this whole thing, a uh, night in and night out with Dusty and the lineup, is. But it, these games are just so important, and you saw how important that game was last night. That was playoff type atmosphere. Is anybody – Araldis Chapman went viral. Did you see his 103-mile-an-hour pitch that just went – just flew out of the zone? It, it, and, and it was like a, a screwball in that it came off of his left hand and it went away from the right-handed hitter. And that went viral after he, after he came to the Rangers. And he had been lights out, and they were loving them some Araldis Chapman until he gets to Minute Maid. You want to talk about a guy who's got – a bugaboo in a ballpark. Araldus Chapman has got to feel like what in the hell is going? I can't. I can't pitch here. Well, you know, it's it's funny because Chaz. They asked Chaz McCormick afterwards, like, "What were you, you know, what were you looking for?" And Araldus was hitting one hundred and two. Like he he hit one hundred and two yesterday on 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 a strikeout. And Araldus is, you know. I mean, he's he's throwing some gas. Like it's always amazing to me that people can hit Araldis Chapman, but that's where we are. He, you know, he struggles other than when he got, as you mentioned, when he got to the Rangers. But yesterday, Chas McCormick just said after the game he was just seeing fastball really well, and he talked about the fact. Sometimes we don't think about this. The first time he saw Chapman in uh, uh, at the Rangers Stadium, he wasn't. He said, "You know, I didn't know him yet." So I. You know, I was getting a feel for his fastball. I was getting a feel for it. But this time, I felt like, I, you know, I had a feel for it, and I was looking fastball. And he, he just talked about the way that he was seeing the, the baseball yesterday. And then, you know, for him to pull that ball the way he did, I mean, Chaz got a fast bat. He's got a really fast bat, has always had that. And, man, up in the zone, he can still get that bat around quickly. And he just sat on – and that's the one problem with fastball pitchers is 
Now, Jose Altuve hit a slider out, but which made everyone think, how can you sit on a slider? You can't. That's how you know he had a buzzer. You tell you know he had a buzzer. Well, Jose Altuve is the type of guy that will just sit on a slider because, you know, he's he's been around for a while. Chaz McCormick's just going to sit dead red fastball because he knows he's got a chance to get one first pitch, mm-hmm. you know, first pitch fastball. And, and man, the game that he had, uh, the whole stat cat, I, I do you feel like StatCast maybe they need to, after yesterday and the discussions that, you know, the kind of joking that TK and uh, Blummer were having, I'm like, are we sure StatCast is always right with all these, yeah. it'd be out, because uh, uh, I always think sometimes, wait a minute, it'd be out in only three of of 30 parks, it'd be out, and I always think, well, I'm not sure about that, that looked like that'd be a home run and a lot more parks. Yeah, no, 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 I, 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 don't believe, I don't believe a lot of that, correct, because it's, I, I'm not sure, well... We're talking about well to tell people if you didn't watch a game, right? Well, they Chaz. do measure speed and uh, and 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 arc. So you right. know how fast the ball left the bat and yeah, the arc a, that it took. Right. It's just a it's a mathematic calculation. exactly. Now they don't. It, 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 I think I think I think it's difficult because there's a lot of home runs in the Crawford boxes that are line drives that would be out a lot of places, and then there's those ones, the pop ups that land in the front or second row, and you know those would be outs in other parks. So it's but but they do measure. However, last night in Chaz's first inning double that brought two home, they had it out in 25 or 26 of 30 major league parks, and one of them was Minute Maid. And sorry, that's not the case because it, it hit the bottom of the wall. Listen, if he doesn't miss, if he doesn't misplay that, yeah, it's an out. It's an out, and he took a terrible anger. Thank you, Leody. We appreciate it. Maybe because Uncle Uncle Willie or cousin Willie played for the Astros, and he took a terrible route. Then he stopped and watched it hit the bottom of the, the base of the wall. He that was just a wonderful for our Astros and just horrific for them because it scored a couple. Actually, made three runs come home. One run would have come home, and that's maybe all they would have gotten there after they after they had another run already. Maybe just two runs in that inning would have scored. So that was a huge, huge play in the baseball game. Even though it was in the first inning, that was a uh, that had a big effect on the game. But yeah, Statcast, I don't, I don't know. And and then the way he turned on that ball. The way he took to Chaz turned on that one, and it hit above good eyes by the umpires, seeing that that was, that was a, yeah the second time. Like, oh my god, a, a would be grand slam, and now a would be you know uh, game tying home run, or they both fell below. But yeah, I honestly I thought that second one when I when I watched the the first replay in fast motion, I thought, oh man, it's not a home run, and then when you get it in slow motion, you can actually see that it hit right above the line. Right. I thought it was going to hit off the facade. I he, it, I felt like he hit it so hard that it was going to go, you know, it was train track bound. It was a beauty. Boy, Chaz is so good. And he's so, I mean, after the game, he's so excited. I mean, he is just, just awesome. Uh, I don't know why, but Dusty hates him. I just don't. Um, well, so I'm joking, everybody. Dusty okay. has Chandler Rope put in there that it's well known in the locker room that Dusty doesn't like Chandler uh to, doesn't he doesn't they don't he doesn't like Chaz and well he doesn't like Chandler but he doesn't like Chaz and uh and Dusty uh a couple of days later in the pre-game interviews that he does before every game he said I don't know where where they got that I don't like Chaz and he was looking right at Chandler Rome and Julia was sitting next to him, and her eyes went wide, wide, and she was like, ooh, <laughs> he's catching it. Um, I just got a text from a, a buddy, uh, Steve, who says, Tucker never touched the plate. And, you know, I'm not so sure that he did. I'm I don't so- either. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I thought we were going to argue about this. No. I'll be honest. I mean, when you watch his foot come down uh, uh, right after the plate, the way that it comes down, it – to me, it shows you that it was up in the air, yeah. the angle. It, it wasn't scraping on the ground or on the plate. I, when I watched it in, in, in slow motion, I thought, uh-oh. Well, did you hear what the umpire said afterwards? No. He said the call stands. He did, oh, not, well, say, yeah, I thought you- he did not say the call is confirmed. He said the call stands. And TK made made reference to it too he said oh they didn't confirm it but they the, but the call does stand 
that Tucker, because there's no way of knowing whether that heel actually touched the plate in any way, shape, or form. He was clearly in there before the ball got there, but there's no way to confirm whether or not. You could see that maybe the heel touches the plate, maybe not, but yeah, his foot was absolutely in the air, and so they they called it the, the, the call stands, not the call is confirmed. So that was that was interesting as well. That was too too much, but that's good to know. Well, first of all, Tucker is a really good base runner. He doesn't get nearly the credit that Jeff Bagwell got for his base running, and he really really should. No, no, no. I think that you know, listen, if it were me, Tuck, what I would have done is gone a little wider. And gone with the uh, the hand the, swoop, the hands, the hand, yeah, the hand slide, yeah, the hand swipe, right? Uh, he didn't. He went with the leg slide. I know if it was you, yeah. Uh, so where would Lance have been on that, Dell? Any idea where Lance have been would have been on that throw to the plate? Would he have just been getting to third, or would he have been rounding third when the ball got home? I don't want to do an impression of Todd Callis, but when Lance, you know, you take your your lead off. You know, you you see the ball exit off the bat, and, you're like, and Lance is going to take that jump to to explode. He 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 rips up his knee as soon as he tries to explode, oh, getting you. to third base. So you don't even think he gets halfway to third? No, he's taking that secondary lead. Yeah, he's not getting halfway to third. Todd Callis is excited because of, there's a base hit by Yiner Diaz, and and he looks and he thinks is the chance to win this big game, and Lance hasn't made it to third because he's grabbing his knee. <laughs> Or laying on the ground. Or, yeah, it's either an Achilles or or, or or a knee injury. I don't know which one it is. Right. He's also it's got not the ankle be an issues. I, I'm not as explosive right now. So are you talking about me right now running or me like well, you you're know, just five years ago? Well, you're well five years ago now. Whatever. 10, before, the, before all the injuries 40, really popped up. Yeah, you, you're talking about like what if it was you, if it was you – you even if you let's say because you're not getting a hit. Let's say you're a pinch runner. Let's say you're in there to pinch run. You don't make it to third. Who? Okay. I know Dusty makes some questionable decisions. <laughs> who was he pinch running for? Who, with Lance who, for? <laughs> who would he pinch run for? I don't know. Somehow Maldonado got. To second. How would Maldonado get on second? I said somehow. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. He gets hit oh, by a ball. He, got, he, he hit by pitch yesterday. and then pass ball. Somehow okay. he gets there huh. and then he goes. Okay, Lance, it's your time. <laughs> You'll get you in get there, hit Lance. By a pitch. No. Yeah, well, not a, not a, look. If the Astros, that game would might still be going on if Lance was because they wouldn't be able to get Lance off the field. No, <laughs> he yes. would he would milk it for all it's worth when he's hurt. What about the miracle spray? <laughs> no, that's only a soccer thing. That's, it only works in soccer. They can't I bring that out. Miracle, I brought some miracle spray. It's called Title T I D L. An infomercial sold me on it, so I bought some. <laughs> so if you fall off a ladder. Okay. I spray it. If you I spray it right on your shoulder, shoulder and it's immediately. It. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we're I taking a break. You want to get in? With, co- with COVID, John, I sprayed it all over my face and felt immediately better. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like you're immediately better. Was that the biggest win of the year? Let's talk about it on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. But right now, we're, oh, speaking of which, a miracle. What about QC Kinetics? Oh. Miracle. It could be a miracle for a lot of people uh, because what you've got is may not be anything more than not to diminish this. But if you have arthritis in your joints and you feel, you know, you feel a lot of pain, you say, man, this is something I just can't. I This pain is I'm waking up with it every single day. And before you know it, it's something that's been with you for a year, two years. And you just say, this is just something I'm going to have to deal with. You're taking, you know, you're putting your rubs on it. You're putting you're taking aspirin, you're doing all this just to manage the pain, only to manage the pain. Well, my friends over at QC Kinetics, what they do is they have treatments that's regenerative uh, processes. It's restorative medicine. And so the all-natural biological therapies, they take the body's healing power, they concentrate it, they put it back into the joints. And then what happens is it can regenerate and uh, restore damaged tissue. So if you have damaged tissue missing missing from the joint, uh, if you have, well, you know, tissue that's missing, that's been worn away or that is damaged, yes, that's going to cause pain. That's what the pain is. That's what the chronic pain is. And that's why you're getting steroid shots that only last for a few different months. And then you're looking at pain medicines and surgeries. Well, with QC Kinetics, they are going to help you restore and regenerate the damaged tissue. And that's when the chronic pain begins to subside and you can have some pain relief. So make sure 
that you check out QC Kinetics online. There's four different locations around Houston. You can go to, to uh, QCKinetics.com or call 713-913-5285. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. There's a base hit in the right field. Jankowski will field it. Here comes Tucker. The throw cut off. Tucker safe. Astros walk it off. 10 to 9. What a game in the Lone Star Series. Yiner Diaz coming up big, had the opportunity. He does so good behind in the count. How about that? That's AT&T Sportsnet, Todd Callis and Jeff Blum on the call. By the way, by the way, before we get into this, so Awful Announcing put out the best major league broadcast tandems, or at least the best broadcasters, and they, 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 they have the people vote on it. The worst in the league, the Detroit Tigers. The best in the league, they've got the San Francisco Giants. Where do you think the Astros broadcast team of Callis and Blum finished in this voting? Well, if I'm trying to get it right, I'm just going to say people are... Who voted? Uh, just fans. It was a fan vote. Now, okay, then the in, Astros in, finished in, in probably I, 28th. They fin- well, they finished 23rd. And okay. here's what they had to say. Here's what they had to say. This is the lowest score and ranking the Astros have had since Todd Callis joined the club, and nothing has changed in the booth over his seven-season tenure. Dodgers fans might have leaned on the scale a little bit here. That's yeah. why they're the worst people. You know, just another reason. Reason number 7,814 why they're the worst people in the world, Dodger fan. Yeah, they I even are I... taking it out on Callis and Blummer. Who I mean, who is going to who is going to put up with? I'm not going to take those numbers seriously. Are you kidding me? Right, because it's fan bases all over. If it was just your fan base, what does your fan base think of your broadcasting? Well, okay, so I can tell you this. So watching a game yesterday, my son Alec comes in and he said, and I'm I'm behind. I I paused the game, so I'm behind by about an inning. And he said, "Dad, did you see Chad?" I said, shh, shh, "Did you don't see say what?" Anything. Did you see Chaz? He was, oh. and he's talking about the, you know, to tie it up. So I don't even realize that the Astros bullpen, Maton and Stanek had sucked so much. And uh, so I don't even know this yet. So I've got, or was it Stanek? Wait, it was Maton and, yeah, Stanek. And so, wait a minute, is it Stanek? Yeah, Stanek came in and he gave up. Yeah, it was the double, yeah, it was the Maton Stanek inning. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, we're sitting there watching, he said, Who's the who's the who's the announcer right here? What's his name? I said it's Todd Callis, because Alex started you know really getting into watching Astros this this year while he's been home, and he said I like him. He's is he considered pretty good? And I said, well, Dodgers fans you know ranked him twenty third on awful announcing, and I didn't say that, but I said yeah he is. I, I said I think he is pretty good, and his dad is a very very famous announcer. I said NFL films, you know the NFL film stuff. He's like. What I said? Okay, just never mind. It hasn't hit TikTok. It's Instagram. You won't know yet. <laughs> uh, so, so, um, but he was like, you know, he. I think Callis does a really good job. I think Blummer. I think the broadcast crews of all my years of watching Astros, and I go back to, you know, I mean, to Dwayne Stats and mm-hmm. all those. I think this is probably the best crew there's there's been because of perspective. Now, I love Jim Deshays and Bill Brown. Yeah, I loved them. Yeah. So I, I may, you I would, know, this may be a little bit of recency because we've mm-hmm. won World Series with this this crew. Yeah, right, 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 right. But Brownie and Deshays were excellent, excellent, excellent. But this is a different energy. Like, this is a different era of Astros baseball. Yeah. When I think of Todd Callis, I think of George Springer and Correa and Altuve. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he benefits. He couldn't have come over at a better time. There's no question no, about that. Oh, you, you think? Yeah, so... Uh, this has been no. This team is fantastic, and it has been. It's been, I, yeah. I I love this team. I think it's great too. But I would take that Brownie and Deshays as well uh, anytime, anytime. But anyway, uh, I went over. Actually, I record all the games, 
And so JT wanted to say he came home late and he said, Hey, what, what happened? And so we, I went to the recording and I got Dave, I got the, not only did I, I record all Astros games, so we picked up the Rangers are on, are, are, are on Comcast as well. So the Rangers broadcast, and I didn't even know I was on the Rangers broadcast, and I'm like, what the hell? So I heard oh, it's their fair. perspective yeah. of the Chaz Homer and then the game winner. I fast forward to it. I wanted to hear, and, and, and you could feel, listen, the disappointment in Dave Raymond's voice, I you know I like Dave Raymond. He was he was awesome. Those of you who don't know, Dave Raymond was here for years. He got Milo'd out of here, and he was gone. And, what does that mean, John? Got Milo'd out of here? Well, he got Milo'd out. Milo put poisoned him. Milo was the the Jack Easterby of that broadcast team. He would just destroy people's careers, and he got he got Milo'd out of here. And but he did land on his feet. Uh, unlike the other, what was the, the guy with the hairpiece that that was out of here? And 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 he, I don't think he ever landed on us. Maybe he landed with the A's. I think at some point. Anyway, God, Dave Raymond. Dave Raymond was for years the guy with the hairpiece. You don't remember? <laughs> That's how you describe a, well, a, a yeah. man. That, hey, I don't know this guy's name, any of his talent, but you know he's the guy with the hairpiece. Yeah. Hey, you know the hairpiece. The hairpiece guy. Who's I, never done anything since? I don't oh, know what his career is like. Know, John, what did he look like? He just looked like a hairpiece. He just, he just wore a rug. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that. Maury, you didn't, you don't remember his name, so you described him as a hairpiece guy. Yeah. He he was. Bill Selfies plays. It was Carl Ravitch. Who are you talking about? No, not Carl. <laughs> Carl, Ravitch, Carl Ravitch is pretty obvious too. But no, this is I forget his name. Anyway, you know Brett Brett Dolan oh. forever couldn't find a job. Dave Raymond. I know who you're talking about, the hairpiece guy. That's right, the hairpiece guy. He went. To, I thought he went to the Rangers for a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought he ended up, well, Dave Raymond ended up, but it took years and years of Dave Raymond just doing part-time work, and now finally he's got the, the job. He actually, I think those guys finished just ahead, if, if I'm not mistaken, those guys finished just ahead of the Astros. Yeah, they finished 21st in this voting, while it's C.J. Nitkowski and Dave Raymond do, the, do their broadcast. While Todd Callis and Jeff Blum uh, do the Astros. Anyway, I got their perspective, and it was so disappointing. Where does it is this? Does this rank higher as far as big wins go? Bigger than the the win they got in the extra inning game when they gave up the lead, the nine run lead, and then ended up winning the game in extra innings. Or which one was bigger still, that one or this one? No, I think that one. That one probably. Yeah, but just because if we play, we played this game multiple times this year, and the latest one always wins. Yeah, it always wins. So I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to try to curve that and say no. I'll take one from the past. Yeah, it went. No, it wasn't Brett Dolan. Art says it was it's Brett Dolan. That's not the guy. No, it's not Brett Dolan. It's not I, Brett I Dolan. Was, he wasn't. You're a, talking he wasn't about from like the night. You're talking about from the nineties. Yeah, from the nineties. Only on radio though. Yeah, he was just a radio guy. He was never on the t- on TV. Um, Vince Catronio. Vince Catronio. Vince Catronio. I hate. I, I, I did not. Now I came up with a name, um, Dale. You'll notice that I I named him as a human. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, at least give the man some credit. Don't name him by oh. You're the one that an said aesthetic Lance. choice. Oh yeah, he had a rug. I didn't say that. You said that. No. You said hairpiece guy. Well, I, that does. I, you know, no, no, that doesn't no, no, mean no. anything. You insulted that, him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. <laughs> I didn't insult him. That's just, no? Is a, a hairpiece a good thing for someone? It's a fact. There's nothing we can well, do Well, still, about it. No- it wasn't like, you didn't talk about what he did. It's just, I don't remember wait, him wait, very wait, much. Wait, he wait, just had wait, a hairpiece. So I went and saw Jim Jeffries, uh, and, and this is on his comedy special, too. You really should watch it. And I saw him when he was here, and he talked about this. How come for a man... For a woman, you can do breasts, you can do butt now. There's all these things. But if a man, he's like, if a man simply wants to try to add more hair, you know, he's the scourge of the earth. Well, you heard John's attitude. You heard him. Yeah, and that's why that's why Dr. Lim, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Dr. Lin, thank you, Dr. Linville. Thank you, Dr. Linville. You know why? Because it's natural. <laughs> natural that hair. That's natural hair, Jackie. I just moved my own hair. I don't want to hear your stuff about, 
Wait, JG and his grafted hair hat is talking about someone else's hair you piece? You called it a grafted hair hat? It's not a grafted hair hat, Snacky. Nat- it's all natural. It's natural. All natural. I know it's actual. You know what? You're naturally. of a horse. Oh, listen. Oh. Women can have extensions. Hair, most of the women you see on television broadcasts on sports have hair extensions, and it looks good. Yeah. It's and fun. it looks good. Jackie, Jackie, bro, Jackie Harmon, okay, with your hair. Or no, or lack thereof. Okay, you're going to talk about someone else's. I moved my hair. There was no hair of yours to move. Jackie Brian, Jackie said, Brian Harmon over here is going to talk about John my just hair. Saw that on a tweet and it set him off. People don't even know what you're talking about. It's like you're arguing against a, a, a little man who's in your ear talking to you. Well, it is Jack- wondering if you're schizophrenic. Oh, they know Jackie's coming after me on a tweet. Like, oh yeah, big. Oh yeah, keyboard warrior Jackie with your you don't have any hair on I hope you don't have any hair on your fingers, okay? Vince Contronio typing that, type that terrible tweet. Vince Contronio can't wait for the segment to end like god, I just He would have preferred that you didn't pull that name. He's probably shaved his head since then. He doesn't want to be known as his hairpiece guy. And it's like how is this segment lasting so long? <laughs> Well, it's got to end right now. I haven't As, been there for over 22 years. <laughs> Me time. More. He hasn't been here for, he hasn't, he was, he's going on 30, going on 30 years that he hasn't been here. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, listen, I got to talk right now about my people, the summer sales event that's going on at Chastain Ford right now, and it's a wonderful sale, sales event. They have extensive selection of discounted F-150 models from the King Ranch, the Lariat, the Limited, the Platinum, and the thrilling F-150 Lightning, which was my va- favorite vehicle I've ever driven. No hidden add-ons at Chastain Ford. They're transparent, everything. Trustworthy. You're going you're gonna to trust everything uh, at Chastain Ford because that's just the way they do business. Chastain, you're going to join the family. I joined the family. You're going to be part of the family. This is the second vehicle that I bought from them because I had such a great experience the first time. You are going to get unmatched performance with the F-150. It is the greatest, greatest pickup truck out there. Fantastic discounts. They're always going to give you all the rebates that you could possibly get. And they're going to find you the best financing that they can possibly find as well. New or used. They are going to make sure. And the used work trucks that they've got on the lot right now, they've got transits out there. If you're looking for a used work truck, this is the time to go and buy a Chastain Ford. And they will customize it exactly the way that you need it for whatever business that you're in. Look, it is just the best deal that you're going to find in the city of Houston. You're going to love dealing with Chastain Ford. You're going to love every second of the deal that you get. You're going to be have your payments exactly where you need them, and they're never going to add on. They're never going to mark up. It's what they do every single day at ChastainFord.com or on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. Houston is all systems go. We love our Astros in Houston. And all across the I'm going to make this fast because John has a tea time and Lance has more NFL work to do. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the trench. Get in the trench. Chaz has driven in three already. Could he double it up? Deep to left. God, oh, off the top of the wall. Off the top of the wall. In play. Here comes Abreu. He's going to score. They're going to call it a home run. We're tied up at nine. Hey, Ma! Get the meatloaf! <laughs> meatloaf? What the hell is that? And that was off Araldus Chapman, his first pitch to Chaz. Here is Araldus Chapman since he arrived with the Rangers. Acquired from, the, from, from Kansas City. One inning, one hit, no runs. One inning, no hits, no runs. One inning, no hits, no runs. One inning, no hits, no runs. One inning, one hit, no runs. One inning, no hits, no runs. One inning, one hit, no runs. One inning, one hit, three runs. One home run, two walks, two strikeouts. He comes back to Minute Maid Park and Araldis Chapman. He's got to have a flinch and a tick. That oh, yeah. has, I mean, when he walks into that park, he's got to just. Did you see how he was sweating too? By the way, oh yeah, it was through. He's got the the whole long sleeve thing going on, and then his jersey on top of it, and he was soaking wet after that pitch. Yeah, uh, Aralis Chapman has to, this is a house of horrors for him. I mean. Probably his worst memory as a Yankee has to be 2019 Altuve going yard on him. Yeah. And now 
you know, he gets back and, and he gets in a situation where, uh-oh, in his own mind, he's probably thinking a little bit of, uh-oh, and uh, and now Chaz McCormick. This isn't a future Hall of Famer. I don't think it is. What are you talking about? I, I know. Hey, I don't want to jump the gun too quick because I'll be honest with you. I was thinking about this yesterday thinking, okay, he's got over a 500 OPS. He's over 900, I mean, 500 slugging. He's got over 900 OPS again now. I mean, it's, I know that this just shows like all of us, many of us, including myself, are so quick to give up on Chaz McCormick because he looked really bad. And I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into a situation where I say, okay, so we have to be that way with Jake Myers too, because oh. Jake has been up, down, up, down. Jake up, Myers down. ain't Chaz McCormick. Bad, We've, oh, listen, Jake Myers ain't Chaz McCormick. He ain't. But at one point, it looked like Chaz McCormick wasn't Jake Myers. Yeah. When yeah. Chaz was going, but so now we got a much bigger every... sample size. Well, the other thing is he's become just a better hitter. You mentioned you referenced this yesterday, and it used to never be the case. Chaz McCormick has a it's bordering on a good eye now. He used to have a terrible yeah. eye. Mm-hmm. And now Chas McCormick sees the ball well. He's confident. And he's got a lot of pop in his bat. All right. Let, Nelson wants to talk about. I don't know who he could be. Like, maybe he is the next, you know, maybe he's the guy that we didn't see coming. Right. Maybe he is developing into that guy where he turns into a big-time core player. Look, That's what it looks like. And look- he's also a guy, John who bounces all over the lineup. Like, Dusty has no idea where he's going. Well, he just batted him behind Blind Madrice the other night in the in the seven hole. Are you kidding me? Blind Madrice batting six, a 130 hitter batting ahead of a guy who's got a 900 OPS. Just ridiculous. It's just some of the things are just ridiculous. Let's get Nelson in here. He wants to talk about Chaz and Dylan Cease. What do you say, Nelson? Hey, what's up, guys? First, I just want to give a shout-out to Dell for stepping up and putting his pride aside and being the hero that we all need. Uh, and then I also want to talk about uh, um, Chaz and, and Dylan Cease. You know, a week ago, this is how crazy the game of baseball is. I, was, I wasn't even thinking twice about trading Chaz for Dylan Cease or possibility of Luis Robert. And now, I don't think I want to give up Chaz for anybody, really. I'd rather give up a farm system for, for Dylan Cease if we have to go for Dylan Cease. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, we, you know what, it was, I don't think Chaz, you know, maybe Chaz is moving up. This is, this is the highest value we've ever seen for Chaz, right? I mean, Chaz has been, his, he is moving up the charts as far as what the, the, the White Sox would have said to you, you're going to give up what? You're going to give up Chaz? And how many, how many other guys are you going to give up for Dylan Cease? Because Dylan Cease is, you know, a, a, a Cy Young Award guy, and you're going to tell me you're going to give up a guy that's that's done virtually very little in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he made the catch. Yeah, he was his starter, and yes, he came up with huge hits. And now he's coming up with, you want to talk about clutch against these Rangers, let's not forget, he's the one that hit that triple, the win. I mean, he's been unbelievable, unbelievable how good Chaz has been, especially in the biggest games Against the Phillies, the catch and and how he played in the uh, the entire playoffs, and now against the Rangers, he's coming up with these games in a in a uh, while, while you're in a pennant race. I mean, it's unbelievable what Chaz is doing in the clutch. So I well, don't know that reminds- I don't know Nelson. I don't know that the, the the White Sox would have listened to any of that nonsense about Chaz for Dylan Cease. But I think that's probably changing right now the way that that, that Chaz is hitting. Not a one for one, but yeah, it's. Uh- Chaz's value, you know, if the Astros want to make a big splash trade and and teams said, okay, well, we'll take Tucker head-to-head, straight up, and the Astros would say, no way. Okay, then we'll take McCormick, and the Astros would have a harder time doing that because now, I mean, he looks like – I mean, he looks like a permanent solution in center field is what he looks like. So if you've got a permanent solution in center field, um, you've got a permanent solution in left field, and then right field probably is going to vacate in a couple of years. Then why not? You've got Drew Gilbert and a lot of minor leaguers, you know, who who are who are outfielders. And Chaz becomes a little bit more. I don't want to say indispensable, but it's almost like why even why even discuss him? And most people haven't wanted Chaz to move, but for me, in a practical matter, you know, if you're going to do something that makes your team better in the future, long term, then you consider all options. But Chaz McCormick. You know, his his confidence, John, 
it's like, okay, he's a more hyper version of, and a more fun version. I don't know about fun, but a more hyper version of Bregman who we saw, you know, before 2020. The Bregman that, that, that confidence and swagger, that's what McCormick has. Now, you know, there was a little bit more kind of Johnny Manziel edge to, 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 uh, I don't want to say douchebags. I've heard people say that about him, but you know, he had a little of that, a little of that extra edge that I was fine with. As long as he's on your team, you love it. With Chas McCormick, he's got the same level of confidence right now that Bregman had then, only it's like a fun thing. You know, it's like you don't get the sense that there's any there's there's fans are going, Oh god, I hate I just want to punch that guy. I bet fans wanted to punch Alex Bregman. Oh yeah, but did I don't you think s- anyone wants to punch Chaz McCormick? He's did Chaz. you see he the Gator Town. Did you see McCormick's little dance in the dugout after the home run? I did. It was not great. Uh and I've seen him dance before on there's been videos of him. I'm like, oh man, Chaz can dance a little bit. That wasn't it in the dugout. No, no, it was. It was. I just want to. It was a, but you know it's what? A little that, Uzi, it's a dance that goes to the, a little Uzi Vert song. Dude, I don't care if he would. I don't. I don't care if he was Elaine. Okay, on Seinfeld dancing. Dude had six RBIs last yeah, night. Six, count them against the Rangers. Yeah, that's all fine and good. I just want to go back to Nelson's call and point out, I haven't put my pride aside at all. I don't know where he got that. Nelson, I, didn't, I haven't put my pride aside one bit. You never had any pride. No, I have. I'm very no. Pr- no, I've had plenty. I just want to let everyone know my pride has not been put aside. Well, apparently it was because Nelson said it was. Not, well, Nelson doesn't know me very well. well, well he the know, yeah, everybody sense, knows Nelson. you pretty well. You put your pride aside, came back. I did not. With your, with your tail between your legs and <laughs> that, said, I want to come back uh, to John and Lance. <laughs> that is clearly not how it happened. I believe I got a call. <laughs> I didn't call anyone. I was like, wow, John's, John's uh, changing a narrative because I don't know why he wants to lie. That's not how it went at all. I got I got called and go, I was like, what? Oh, RJ's leaving? Well, apparently the guys think. Well, Patrick Creighton, did you hear him yesterday? Yeah, I heard him. And he, he, apparently, you're trying to knife Paul Gallant, who's supposed to be back today. That's what we've heard, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I, Patrick said those things. I wasn't listening at the time. I was here uh, doing some with some back back behind the scenes stuff, and then I got a text. Did you are you are you listening to what this person's saying about you? Yeah. I was like, no, it's Patrick. Why, why am I? Why would I be listening? Yeah. He said some ugly things. Well, like he I'm said trying that to steal. he's trying to get Paul Palillo's job. Yeah. Well, he used oh. the, he used Gallant, but you're oh. you're adding your own editorializing to that. Oh, right. right yeah, right. you're adding that the Palillo stuff. I'm not trying to get Paul's job. Paul, yeah, apparently you are because you were you're pining for it. I'm not. That you just said yesterday. You know, there's a I'm a, I'm here right now, but doesn't oh, mean I'm going to be here. I do have aspirations beyond right. You guys, but That's I'm not trying silly. to. I'm not aiming for Paul's job. Paul doesn't want his job. No one has to aim for it. He show he shown us that he do, he doesn't actually want his job. <laughs> now, now, listen, you can get you can take that job as long as you work these three hours nah. and then those two. Good okay? luck with that. Now you get a work ethic. No, I would. Pr- I'm not going to talk about Paul's job like he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not going to do that. You're okay, not, you're not the. Uh, Bobby Petrino. Oh, okay. I no. Yeah. Oh, listen to Dell. Dell's above that. The one who said he basically doesn't want his job. Well, I can only go by what he's the evidence he provided, but I'm not going to talk I'm about his job about like it isn't his. It. He just doesn't want it. Well, look what 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 do his actions say? His actions say he has a lot of friends in the Northeast who are getting married. Every other weekend, there's a wedding. He can't. He only works for two hours. He can't do the show and then hang out with his friends. Well, most weddings aren't at 11 in the morning. Yeah, so that's not an excuse. On a weekday. Yeah, what are you talking about, weddings? Travel is hard to the Northeast. There's a lot of delays. Yeah, that's the well, point. Apparently. If you, can no. do, if you can do a show no with, with COVID from home, if, yeah. you, if he actually wanted his job or liked it, he could do it. <laughs> he might have had a vacation. Well, you're the one who always sings the narrative of how he never works. I'm. I just got back. Well, I don't know it if has he works been or the not. Summer of Gallant. That's so, for sure. Then I. I that I, that show. Apparently, nobody wants to during the summer. Nobody wants to be in that chair. I just assume because the way you talk about him is that he's never around. I. Is it more than a vacation? Or I have no idea. All right, no then. Idea. Paul's going to be back today. We're just not sure if he wants to be back, but he will be back. <laughs>
Hey, this segment is brought to you by Damaris Barbecue Smoked Wings. Perfectly smoked, tender, and juicy. They're awesome, awesome, awesome. Or ask for the Greek wings, the fried Greek wings. But make sure you get the French fries with them. No matter what wings you order, make sure you get the French fries. They're the thin, crispy ones. They're so good. So Have good. them sent some to me today. I mean, how, wouldn't it be nice if Yanni wasn't lazy and he actually brought us something? That would be great. No, brought me something. No, nobody's bringing you nothing. Oh, by the way, yeah, you missed the – Yanni brought – oh, well, I got to give it up for Yanni. He did bring us uh, yeah. the, the breakfast tacos the other day. So for, for RJ's last day, which Lance missed, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Not caring about people. Speaking about a bad person. Now let's speak about a good person, John Daspit. Yeah, John Daspit helps you. Well, I can tell you what. You're going to be a big fan of John Daspitz. If you're on the verge of, you know, signing some agreement that you cannot take action against uh, uh, maybe an employer where you were injured badly on the job, once you sign that, you're done. And once you take that check, you're done. And you're going to think, ooh, look at this. You know, I, I mean, okay, well, how much this goes to medical bills? All right, well, I still have my physical therapy I have to pay for, and I haven't met my deductible. And then you say, well, and there was time missed from work, so that's not going to be on my paycheck. Listen, if you aren't thinking about all these, and, and you get down to pain and suffering stuff, and okay, well, there's $200, which certainly doesn't cover what I went through. These agreements are heavily influenced by the insurance company looking out for the employer or looking out for you know the, the, the person who hits you on the roadway, whatever the case may be. Your best settlement is going to be when you have somebody who understands what your rights are and what you should be, the calculations you should be making, you know, for your pain and suffering, depending on what the injury was. And for a lot of people out there, um, you're going to be badly hurt and it's going to be something that's going to stick with you for a long time. And there needs to be that consideration. And John Daspit and his law firm has just years of experience. Um, he is excellent at this. He is the biggest in Houston second biggest in the state. He's got 10 offices around the state of Texas. He's expanding into other states because his success rate is so high. If it gets to court, they don't like it because John wins. And from a settlement standpoint, he does not stop pushing until you get a fair deal. Make sure that you have John Daspin on your side. That's the guy you want. 713-CALL-NOW. 713-CALL-NOW. Or go to the website, daspitlaw.com. I'm going to make this fast because John has a tea time and Lance has more NFL work to do. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the trench. Get in the trench. Well, speaking of NFL work, let's talk a little Texans here as we hit the top of the hour. It's been all Astros, and we'll get back to that on the other side. But the Chronicle this morning with the uh, Texans reporting today, camp starts tomorrow. Chronicle asked 10 questions, Lance, and I'm going to pose them to you, or 11 questions, excuse me. But as we head into camp, number one, will D'Amico Ryan's call plays? Um, I'm going to say no. It'd be nice if Matt Burke could call the defense and and he could and and D'Amico could be CEO. It would take a lot of trust. This is how D'Amico got here by being a a uh, you know a, a great defensive coordinator, which he was in San Francisco. Great defensive coordinator. So sometimes it's tough for the head coach to give up that play calling, isn't it? Speaking of which. Did you see Jimbo admitted that uh, Bobby Petrino is going to call plays? Yeah, he finally admitted that. Yeah. He kind of hinted at it. And then uh, SEC media days, I mean, this is all. You just get the – now, from what I've been told, this is not a big deal to Jimbo to give up the play calling, which, God, that just runs contrary to everything I've ever believed. Yeah, You know, I feel like it is a big deal for him. But to bring Petrino in, Petrino would not have come in if he wasn't calling plays. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And plus – Jimbo's got to see the writing on the wall. Plus, this was a forced job. This was forced upon yeah. him, so he's going to have to play ball with it. All right, back to the Texans. <clears throat> yeah, it sure would be nice if he could trust Matt Burke and Matt Burke could could call the plays. And and then, you know, you can see the whole picture as opposed to just concentrating on that side of the ball because if you're calling the plays defensively, there's stuff that you've got to talk over that the offense is talking about. You know, they're strategizing as far as two minute, the last two minutes of a game, all kinds of different stuff that you would like to be part of, but you can't if you're, if you're you know, so focused on the defense. So it sure would be nice, but whether or not a young coach in his first year is going to be able to give up those play-calling duties is going to 
be interesting to see. Will Kenyon Green be ready? Ooh, uh, I'm going to predict by camp. I'm going to predict no. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be ready health-wise, but is without an offseason, I mean, sure, he was there mentally, but there has been, you know, he's been limited as far with the with the uh, the knee deal, whether or not he is going to be able to, you know, be, be any better, physic- you know, be any better at all on the field. That's going to be interesting to see if he starts right away. You know what kind of what kind of shape he's in, and what kind of uh, what kind of success he's going to have. Yeah, I you know um, I can tell you what it. I think that uh, I think coaches on the team would even tell you that he was too heavy last year. Uh, Kenyon Green needs to be in better shape. Kenyon Green needs to when you're in better shape. I mean the bet the physical shape thing is a really big deal along the offensive line. When you figure out what a good lean muscle mass weight is for you, you need to get there because you're quicker, you're more confident. I think right now there's there's some technique issues that happen when the when the bullets fly for him. And and I, I think not being at your best weight subconsciously hurts you because you don't feel the way you're supposed to feel. And I, I think that's one of his issues. And I worry now about this surgery he's had. You know, has he had time? Has he been really in the lab, not just working on technique, but working on body type and body mm. composition. Because that's one of those things that offensive line, look at Dwayne Brown when he first came in. You know, Dwayne was a former tight end. So, you know, he was he had to gain weight. And Dwayne turned into a guy who understood what his body was supposed to look like, uh, what he needed to look like, what lean mass was supposed to look like, not carrying bad weight. That's something that really good offensive linemen figure out is, is okay, what is a good weight for me? And that's what Kenyon Green's going to have to figure out too. I don't think he's, I don't think he's ready for camp because I'm not sure he's going to be in the shape he needs to be in. Yeah. How's the tight end depth? Depth. We know Dalton Schultz is going to be the guy, but you got uh, Tegan Catoriano and De- Brevin Jordan behind him. 21 catches for 241 yards and two touchdowns last year. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Touch everything off. Right. Off catches uh, in that offense, but I would say uh, I think the depth is is very yeah. average. How good is how good is a lot of back? I mean, you got yourself a really good tight end in Schultz in the off season. Which who'd have thought that Dalton Schultz would come here? He has come here, and you know what? I'm not worried about what's behind him unless he gets hurt. You're and- not because they're going to run two tight sets. They're going to uh- run plenty of two tight sets with Bobby Slowick. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna think with when 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 Tank establishes himself as a real threat as a guy who can get, I think they're gonna they're gonna go wide a lot more. I think they're gonna well, split they're gonna they're gonna split out and that'll open up the middle and it'll bring the keep the safeties back. I think they're gonna do that more than they're gonna do two tight end sets. Well, I think they're going to do both. I mean, you know, you're going to go with 12 personnel too, though, because that's part of the offense. That's that's what you do. Think back to Gary Kubiak. Well, the then, then then those two better be pretty good blockers then. You know what? Well, Tegan Catoriano played in an outside zone scheme at, at um, in a similar offense at, at uh, Oregon State. So he is – that's why they – I think that's one of the reasons that they that, that when they drafted him, they liked him is he does have the ability to line up – along the line. So you have two guys who can play wide tight end. You have Dalton Schultz and Tegan Catoriano. I think Brevin Jordan's the odd man out in that one. But Tegan Catoriano, to me, is just going to be a very okay pass catcher. But that's what Dalton Schultz is there for. But you, your question was depth. I don't know that the depth is all that good, to be yeah. honest with you. They also signed Eric Tomlinson. Yeah, he's purely a blocker. Yeah, yeah. that that may, that may be the way man. they go. That may, may be the way they go. Who will be the middle linebacker? Kirksey or Perriman? You can save five point two million in cap space if you cut Kirksey. You could also save bad football. Yeah, yeah. It what are we talking about? How's this even a question? Yeah. I can't believe Kirksey's on a roster for that cap amount. I mean, no, no. You got Garrett know. They Wallow. like him. They like. They've liked him. He may be a great guy. He's just not good against the run. He's too expensive. You can go get somebody young. To be a backup, it's this is Denzel Perryman's job. Case closed. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. Well, Denzel Perryman can't stay healthy though. Denzel Denzel Perryman it, it's injured every year. Fair yeah, enough. that's well. 
it still needs to be Denzel's job. And, and you just have to have your backups ready to go. I mean, you can't, you got to save that cap space. It, Kirksey's not good enough from a production standpoint, a positive production standpoint, impact production standpoint to, to, to no. be on this roster, not at that cap space. I mean, if he wants to take league minimum, okay, but I'm no, that, that is not going to be his job. Should not. All right. We got to break it here. And well, we will, I didn't say we, that. We will continue this conversation on the other side. We've got some more questions to ask. But right now, we've got Artisan Grange that we're talking about. We're talking about dipping. And that's right. That's right, T-Lo. I'm talking to you. I am talking to all of you guys out there, all of my friends that, that dip. Because I'm, I'm just sick of it. I, you don't need this in your life. You don't need to be dipping and spitting and tobacco and nicotine and all the other stuff that goes along with it, the grossness. The, the danger, the health risk that it is, because it is a health risk when you're, when you're dipping all the time. And don't think that, that you're putting tobacco and nicotine in that same spot between your cheek and gun, gum every day is, is going to, oh, wow, that's going to make me healthy. No, but how about hemp in a pouch made of hemp with CBD oil? It's so good that CBD American Shaman said, yeah, we want this product. We will sell this product for you. So select CBD American Shaman stores have picked up the Canstead and the Dew Blend, and they're on the shelves right now or right there at the cash, reg- cash register. So if you dip, okay, and you want to you want to stop or you want to continue to dip, you got all the flavors that you could possibly want, inc- including tobacco flavor, although there's no tobacco in it, you swallow because it's got the CBD oil in it, but you also get that taste and you get that sensation that you're looking for. So she hates it. She wants you to quit. Quit. Do it. The way to do it. 975dip.com, 975dip.com. Time to hydrate. Grab a Rambler Sparkling Water, the official sparkling water of ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. A Texas mineral blend available in original, lemon lime, grapefruit, and satsuma. Ramblers do it better. 